This is the Austin Rugby Podcast, your home for all rugby in Central Texas. We do our best to cover every level of rugby played here in the capital. And the goal of the podcast is to continue to grow the sport of rugby in Central Texas and the United States. Each contributor of the podcast has their own individual thoughts and opinions, which may or may not necessarily reflect those of the teams that they represent. But we all do our best to cover rugby here in Texas. As a disclaimer, some language may be explicit on the podcast, as we do not edit for time and full effect. I'm your host, Dustin. Thanks for joining Season 2 of the Austin Rugby Podcast. We hope you enjoy. everybody welcome back to the austin rugby podcast so glad you could join us what an exciting week for rugby in central texas lots and lots of things to talk about it is the kickoff to the 2020 major league rugby season and of course the austin Gilgronies hosting the toronto arrows this weekend but first you want to talk about some of the good things that happened this past week around the club sides so let's start off real quick the D1 and D2 for the Austin Blacks did not play. They got a little break. Actually, the D1 team, they got a scrimmage in against the Gilgronies on Friday out at Bold Stadium. Uh, great time out there. Saw a lot of people. It was pretty exciting to see, you know, the new pitch, the new uh, new stadium we're playing in. That's really just, man, it's going to be a beautiful place to watch games at this season. So um, score of that one, again, is a scrimmage game, so we don't really worry about too much, but it was 69 to nothing to the Gilgronies. A lot of guys from both sides got some time on the field, so that was good to see. The D3 for the Blacks continued their winning ways as they traveled to San Antonio and put a, another hurt on them. 71 nothing down there for the Blacks. That's a solid this season for them. They're 7-0 right now, sitting at the top of the table with 35 points. So again, the Blacks continue to dominate in the D3 area. And they were actually the only D3 side in the Austin area to play last weekend. So Orcs got a week off and the Huns got a week off in D3 action. Now, we got to talk about what went down over at Nixon Lane when the Dallas Reds came down to play the Huns last weekend. What a day for rugby out at Nixon Lane. The D2 side, man, they they really came out and played their hearts out, had a solid performance and came out on top 51-25, which is a great result for them after a strong showing against the Blacks. That put the Huns at 1-3. It's their first win in D2 this season, which is uh, good to see them finally get on the winning ways. There's really only, you know, they're four points back of the Blacks in D2, 11 back from Fort Worth. Fort Worth still 4-0 in D2 North for the TRU. And then, of course, the big one, Dallas Reds, Austin Huns, what a game this was. Halftime, the Huns were down 21 points, and they didn't give up. And if uh, if Bill if Bill Overton, if you're listening, man, you, you had a good summary of what happened. They played their hearts out. They came back all the way, tw- again, 21 points. Ended up winning the game 44-39 over the Dallas Reds. Uh, I heard people talking about it, said it's one of the best performances they've seen from the D1 Hun side in a while. It was really great to hear about that. 
That takes them to the top of the leaderboard in D1 with the Blacks having the week off. They played four matches, three and one, set the Huns at top with 16 points. The Blacks still sitting in second uh, with three wins, no losses, and 15 points. So again, Huns and Blacks battling out top of the table. Good to see. I think it's really exciting to see, you know, really just Austin beat Houston beat Dallas teams. That's always exciting. We love to see our guys beating up on the teams from up north and from a little bit east of here. So congratulations to the Huns, D2 and D1 side this weekend for outstanding performances. If you remember, we talked with Erica Purcell last week, and of course she said Valkyries get the week off the past weekend. So that's good to hear. This weekend, they do take on the Dallas Reds at 11 o'clock. That game will be up in Dallas. A full plate of Austin area rugby for you, starting with the Blacks D3 facing off against Alamo City at two o'clock out at Burr Field. The D2 and D1 side head up to Dallas to face off against the Reds. D2 kicks off at two o'clock, followed by the D1 side at 3.30. Moving on to the Huns, the D3 side is going to host the McAllen Knights at Nixon Lane. 12.30 is the kickoff time for that one, while both the D2 and D1 sides are going to head over to Houston, uh, West Houston, actually, to take on the Lions. D2 slated to kick off at 2 o'clock, followed by the 3.30 D1 match. And of course, this week, the Orcs get the week off, but they're back in action next week. So we'll catch up with Justin Hale next week as we get a preview for uh, the games coming up for them. Well, there we go. Lots of local rugby, lots of things going on in the club side. Look forward to seeing the scores posted on some of those matches. If you can get out to Nixon Lane and Burr Field this weekend, um, you may be able to go from Nixon, watch the D3 Huns uh, take on McAllen Knights and then hop over there and check out some of the the D3 match for the Blacks just about three miles away over there at Burr Field. So uh, looking forward to it. Good luck to all the lads this week. Uh, We'll catch up with some of them next week and see how they fared. But that's all we got for this week's local rugby roundup. Oh, yes, it is an exciting time for rugby in the United States. It is week one of Major League Rugby. Oh, two games slotted for Saturday, four games slotted for Sunday, culminating with the Austin Gilgronies versus the Toronto Arrows at seven o'clock on Fox Sports 2. That's exciting. Man, getting on Fox Sports is kind of fun to start the season off. Great that we're able to do that. Playing out at Austin Bold Stadium down at the Circuit of the Americas. Oh man, tailgate parties, rugby, nothing but pure excitement. The team sheets have been released. There's all kinds of exciting news for the Austin Gilgronies. So let's get to the team sheets and who we got starting for us coming up on Sunday. Starting at loose head, we've got Rome Rugby himself, Lerome White. Man, right next to him, Chris Shade, vice captain for the game. That's exciting for Shady going in there at hooker. Glad to see he's back from injury. Juan Echevarria, really exciting. Juan's back with us again this season. Juan is a Uruguayan powerhouse. And again, playing World Cup. In the locks or second row, however you want to call them, wherever you're at in the world. So uh, we got Michele Naramayatonga. And if you don't know Big Mike, they call him the Fijian Godzilla. He is a powerhouse. Um, came over last year for us with uh, kind of a mid-season 
uh, loan from Utah, and we've actually signed him full time here this year. So that's exciting. Rickus Wart coming in as well at five. Rickus again, another big powerhouse. Really exciting to see him back in. That's a pretty solid and stout tight five. At six, we've got Potu Lavasa. Uh, he is, again, another big powerhouse, really quick off the ball, but super strong. Seven, and one of the other flankers, we've got Dominic Aquina, big Dom. Um, if you know about some of the uh, social media stuff, Dom is our uh, combine guy who really has just blown up. He had some amazing runs against the the uh, the Blacks last week. Also had just an outstanding performance against Colorado. And then rounding out at eight, we got Leonardo Sanitonga. Uh, really excited to see that loose forward combination of Potu, Dom, and Lino. They are super fast. They are super strong, and it's going to be exciting to see how they perform on Sunday. Marcelo is back with us again. Marcelo Torrealba. He is super exciting Chilean. Um, he snipes. He runs really fast off that scrum. So look for him to make a couple darting runs in there. Our captain of the match and at fly half podcast favorite Zenzan Ellen Puttick. Gonna really hope Zenny has a great game. Um, always fun to watch him play. Again, another strong runner, big, powerful, great tackler. Um, looking forward to seeing what Zinni does. In the centers, we've got Sione Fanguia. Um, Sione, solid coming back off injury. He's had a couple good games. Looking forward to seeing what he can do. And then at 13, we've got Penny Taiv. Penny is, again, has that rugby league background, which is really exciting. He gets running downhill. It's... Um, look out. Uh, he will run over people. And then of course, at one wing, we've got Alex phase on Donahoe. So Alex, again, it's been really solid, big, strong, lightning quick off, uh, off the brakes. So look forward to seeing Alex get on there as well. Making his MLR debut, Corey Jones, the sevens, USA sevens uh, Eagle. Um, looking forward to seeing Corey out there as well. And then rounding everybody out, Back at 15, Rodrigo Silva, Uruguayan international World Cup uh, winner over Fiji. He's he's a solid player. Um, glad to see Rodrigo playing in you know, what is pretty much his favorite position on the bench or the finishers, as, as they call them. Got Tion Erasmus. Great to see Tion on there. He's going to come in and really lay a hurting on people. Mason Pedersen. Mason, again, he's stout. And again, the big lineup. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to see this lineup. We've also got Mo Abdominum on the lineup as well, coming off a little bit of an injury. Hopefully he can get on there. One of the top ball stealers last year in Major League Rugby, Skylar Adams out of the Crusaders Academy down in New Zealand. He's a solid player coming off the bench for us in the pack. Colby Stevens, backup scrum half for us. Colby played with us the last game of the year uh, against Seattle last year. Um, so it's nice to see Colby come back and play some solid rugby. And then, of course, another rugby, former rugby league guy, former USA rugby league guy, uh, Gabe Farley. That's really exciting, but I think what I'm most excited about are the next two guys. Uh, JP Novak is on the bench for us on Sunday. He is a hun. He is a solid player. JP is 6'4", 230 pounds of a stout, solid back row player. So really excited for JP to get a run out on Sunday. That'll be great. But you know, I think we've got to be a little bit biased on who we're really excited for because Alex Reese, our very own 
Austin Rugby Podcast contributor, Austin Hun, um, is getting his first major league call up for the Austin Gilgronies. So congratulations to Alex Reese, man. We're going to be out there cheering for you. I know a lot of people are really excited. I know someone's dad is really excited too. Not that everybody else's dad isn't excited, but, um, knowing Jonty, he's, he's really stoked that you're going to be out there. So congratulations to Alex. And we really look forward to watching those guys play on Sunday. Great lineup. I think it tells a lot of maybe our mindset for the game. Um, you've got some big guys, top to bottom. Um, no offense to Alex, you are a little bit smaller, but <laughs> um, you know, for the rest of the guys, I mean, we we've they've packed it. So maybe what we're hoping for is to go up against Toronto's pack a little bit more. Um, Toronto's got a solid pack. They've always had a solid pack, but man, we've got some big, big front rowers for us. Our tight five is monstrous. I'll hopefully have some, uh, pack weights for everybody for the pregame show, but, uh, looking forward to watching those guys out there. Really exciting to see the team. You know, I think it's, it's interesting to see where we've come from the end of last year where, you know, again, Oh, and 16, um, was not a great season, but again, we've talked about it on previous recordings of the podcast that the last game of the season showed what we could do. Um, so there's a lot of great things there. There's some new signings that are potentially coming in. I think around major league rugby, there's been issues with visa, um, just the status of the United States and getting work visas to come and play rugby here right now. Um, it's not just us. It's, it's every club. Every club has had issues. I think, uh, the beast Tendai over in DC still has not come. Um, we're still slated to have Adam Ashley Cooper to have Frank Halai. There's rumors that Kurt Morath is coming to play with us as well. So hopefully those guys are on their way. Um, it may be another week or so, but Hey, that's just what we have to deal with part of major league rugby. That's hopefully how that'll change in the future. So lots of excitement for there. We lost a lot of people last year. There's no doubt about it. We lost Larson brothers, um, Andres Villaseca playing down in Uruguay right now. And of course we lost Ben Mitchell, who was, you know, it's, it's a big loss for us, but we've had some great signings. Um, I've talked about it before. Wilton Robello, um, the Robolo, excuse me, big signing from Brazil. He is a monster. Um, I believe he is on concussion protocol right now though. Um, so that's, that's unfortunate, but he is, he's, He's a big, big force to be reckoned with. We've got a lot of new and exciting guys to watch like Corey Jones, you know, like some of the <laughs> new signings like Lino Sanitoga, like Potu, like Dom from the combine. This is a different team. So I think when people look at our team, we got to kind of take a different approach and how, how we're talking about them. So be excited for that. Toronto is hey, they're Toronto. I mean, they are, they're a monster team. Like they, they finished third last year. Overall, they were 11 and six semifinalists. They, they continue to have just a solid core bunch of guys. A lot of them are Canada's national team members. Um, you've got experienced wingers and their captain, Dan Moore. I mean, I think he and Lucas rumble last year shared some time with captaincy, but I think Dan's taken over, uh, Sam Malcolm, who is, man just kicks the lights out of the ball. Um, he made 16 appearances last year, every game, I think like 1200 something minutes or so, according to their website, uh, ranked third in major league rugby for points scored at 152. And he's got a, you know, 83% successful kick conversion. Um, so he's, he's solid. Um, but I think the thing that really is 
telling for Toronto from last year. They have a stout defense, um, 90% successful tackle rate, which is the highest in major league rugby. They were, when you got tackled, there wasn't any, you know, broken tackles or at least not a lot of broken tackles. So they don't commit a lot of penalties, especially on the ground. They only gave up six the entire season last year. Um, they've got a couple of interesting new players. And I think that, um, we're going to see a couple of, you know, we're going to see a team that is still kind of the same as they were last year that will try to punish you on defense. It's going to be an exciting matchup. It's going to be interesting to see the new changes that have happened with Austin. It's going to be exciting to see how the team has progressed over the past couple of weeks in the past year or so. And I think it's something that people should look forward to. Well, of course, because it's the beginning of the Major League Rugby season, we've been talking to some of the players. We caught up with uh, Shady and Zenny two weeks ago, rolling last week. This week, we wanted to bring on one of the new Gilgronies and one of the returning staples of our hopefully soon to be dominant scrum. We're talking with none other than Mr. Louisville Cardinal himself, Lerome White, and the new one of the newest members, Corey Jones. What's going on, gentlemen? Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> yep, we, we've been uh, we we've, we've been trying to find time where we all can meet and chat, and of course, you know, with these guys and their busy schedule, we've had to postpone it a few times. But now that we're finally together, we can we can talk a little bit of rugby. So, you know, I, I guess uh, Corey, we'll we'll start with you. The team announcement has come out. Uh, you are slotted in, starting your first ever major league rugby match. Um, how's it feel, man? It's, it's actually, it's actually really, really, really cool. Um, I'm excited to, to get a chance to step up to this level. Um, honestly, didn't think I would be here. I just being such a sevens guy and have such a sevens focus mindset, um, that being listed or named in the starting, starting 23, the starting 15 has been, has been something exactly that me and, um, me and me and me and Mike Friday have, have chatted about. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, I, I think it's awesome for those that are listening and, and don't know much about Corey. I mean, Corey, you, you've been, you are a cap USA sevens Eagle, um, played in Oktoberfest in Germany. Um, okay. you've played all around the seven circuit with Atlantis with, man, I, I think I've seen you play with just about every team in the world now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, but, but you are, you're traveled around, you're a sevens guy. And what's been that jump from, you know, going to sevens to 15 side and kind of the, the buildup in the past couple months, you know, training pretty much primarily on 15s with a, a, a scattering of sevens play here and there. Just, I'm going to shoot you straight. It's been tough, but I've been very, very fortunate to have somebody like Drew Sanula and Roland Sanula like at my back. I mean, these are two world-class World Cup players and Roland being a sevens player, making the transfer, Drew being one of the best centers that you could ever learn from. They've made the switch over about as flawless as possible. I mean, they're always the bug in my ear, but Drew is definitely, and Roland is definitely giving me the, I guess the framework that I need. So it's almost like yeah. I'm starting from ground zero 
And instead of learning all the wrong things and then it being corrected, I'm getting all the right things now so that hopefully I can be in the right position to help the AGs win a few games this season. That's right, man. Or win a lot of games, not a few games, man. We won a lot of games. <laughs> well, the Rome, you know, you you're you're not a sevens guy, at least not that I know of. Um, I don't see it on your reds. Uh, maybe you, maybe maybe play a little bit of sevens. I don't know. Like, do you play any sevens or no? <laughs> uh, the college days when I was a lot lighter, <laughs> a lot, lot lighter. You bulked up. Like, let's not talk about lighter. You just bulking up, getting big, right? right. <laughs> but you know, I you've been around since you know you started off season one. You won a championship with. Seattle, you, know, you came joined Austin last year. Um, you know, I think what you played in what twelve out of the sixteen matches, I, I, I believe, and you know scored a couple tries. Now, obviously, you know start starting tomorrow or starting starting Sunday. You know you're slotting in at one. At, at you know how's that feel for you? Oh, it's a great, it's a great opportunity. Um, just got just been making sure the boys are ready for this big turnout since we got um, a really tough game ahead of us. Um, Coming from Seattle to to you know to Austin is a big is a big transition a big change, so it's just a lot of work I have to put in and a lot of new things I've learned since going into my third season. Yeah, that's I mean I, I think that's I mean, that's, that's for a lot of people you keep learning you keep getting bigger you keep trying to do more stuff but um, it, it is kind of exciting so you know you know the front row we've got you Shady and Juan that's kind of a that's a solid front row I mean you guys have been working together for you know last year you had some time together before Shady got hurt and then you know kind of off and on with a couple other people too and you know Tion in there uh you know in the in the 23 as well so what's the um the partnership been like for you guys I mean obviously with uh Wilton's been in there some too in the preseason matches but um, I believe um, maybe out uh, with on concussion protocol. I don't. I don't know for sure. Yes, he's out with concussion, but um, it's been going pretty well. You know, we're learning a lot from um, even Juan because Juan's very experienced playing in the World Cup and everything. So we're learning a few things from him, and him and he's been helping me and Shady out at both both uh, positions, loose head and hooker, and then him still yeah. getting the job done at tight head. Yeah. And so does that mean that you're, you're constantly communicating with him in Spanish? How's your Spanish going? Oh, my Spanish is getting better. <laughs> <laughs> Spanish is getting there, but luckily we have uh, Marcelo Arnon to help us, uh, you know, communicate. Yeah. <laughs> well, as, as, as long, as long as he knows, that, you know, to, to crouch and engage at the same time, I think that's all that matters to start off with. <laughs> so <laughs> so let, let's talk about this. Like, you know, lots of changes um, happened, uh, you know, in the past couple of weeks, it's been kind of a, a roller coaster ride for people. Um, Corey, let's get, I want to get your thoughts, man. Um, you know, this is, you come into a new team. Um, transition from the elite to the herd. And then all of a sudden we're transferring from the herd to, to the Gil Gronies. Uh, what, what's kind of the first impressions of, of this new ownership? And um, I know you're gonna say nothing but good things. And I think there's nothing but good things to say, but I just kind of want to hear what you, what, what your thoughts are right now. Oh, perfect. Don't assume because I have lost no point. <laughs> um, I don't know. To, to be honest, it kind of gave me a, a worried feeling uh, back when I first started playing, or when I first went to uni at the University of Arkansas, um, I came walked onto the football team, and the head coach got fired for various reasons, and then it sent the program into a spiral. Walked back on the next year, head coach got fired again, and then just like all these changes happened, and it did you know turn out to be a positive light. And I knew the last owner Richard very well; he was mm-hmm. family. Um, kids are lovely, and so when he got replaced with the Aussie guys, um, 
I mean, there was, there was a little pushback. I was a little hesitant at first, but I've had nothing, nothing but love and good things about these guys. They have came in and they've been absolutely professional with everything they've done. The, the things that they promised, they've slowly started sliding those things in. I mean, they came in with a big order and they've filled everything so far. Um, I'm actually really, really excited to be a part of this team. They've just, I mean, I know y'all can't see it and it's all the groundwork and things from behind, but like just, just wow. Wow would be the first and last (laughs) for what they've came in and done and just how excited I am to be a part of the Gil Brownies. And that's, that's, that sounds like, you know, at least they've come in and talked about the, the things that they want to do. And we've seen, you know, if you follow Corey on social media, he does do a lot of posts and stuff. So, you know, bringing in, you know, world-class fitness equipment for, you know, for the facilities that we have uh, up in Round Rock. And then, you know, again, switching us to go play at the Bold Stadium now. And so that, that's also exciting. So, Lerome, you know, you've you've been out on the pitch. You're out there last Friday for the first time. Um, again, some good social media posts of you, like taking in the pitch for the first time. What are your thoughts of Bold Stadium? How's that? How how was it? What's it feel like to play in a five thousand person stadium out there? And what's it going to be like on Sunday when when we go against Toronto? Oh, I love it! I love it. Uh, Del Diamond, you know, we had that last season. It was nice, but the way the setup was, um, the fans couldn't really see the whole field for the way the, you know, the baseball <laughs> nope. stadium was. <laughs> but no, the Bold Stadium was really nice. Um, it's a lot of seating, so hopefully we get a big outturn for the for the game t- uh, this Sunday. And um, you know the ground's nice, the facility, the change rooms nice. Everything's it's it's pretty good quality. Yeah, and, and I think you know, kind of with that, you know, it's a it's a growth of the sport. Um, it's a growth of sport in Austin that we keep talking about on the podcast. And you know, Lerum, you've been somebody who's gone from. Um, I, I remind me if I'm incorrect, but I believe did you play high school rugby as well? You play foot, or was it just football at, at high school in Kentucky? Yeah, I played football and rugby. I started rugby my senior year of high school. Senior, okay, yeah. So that's that's awesome. And so basically, you are one of the, I guess the the MLR athletes who's come up from the high school level through the collegiate level into the professional level. And what's, how do you see that, you know, expanding in the U S um, you know, we can talk about, you know, now that Alex Reese is also one of those for the team who just got named to the, the starting yeah, 23, or not the starting 23. Yeah, I know. Reese. <laughs> I know that now that would, now that he's on the podcast covering the Huns, I, I'm kind of worried that he won't be able to cover the Huns for us. Anymore. <laughs> um, but, but it, it is. It's awesome for him, but it's, you know, I feel like you guys, and there's a couple other, you know, that play in MLR that are like that. What's, uh, what's been that, that track for you? How, how exciting has that been to go and see that happen and now see younger guys getting that opportunity? No, it's it's a real, it's real nice. Um, you know, playing in high school and going on to college and not really playing with a, a, you know, a club team before going to the professional, it's a big jump for going, co- co- you know, collegiate to MLR. Um, but it's nice to see, you know, the younger guys and the guys that's playing club getting the look. Uh, even guys that's like out of college, so they're looking at other club teams that come to the combine. And they actually, there's actually guys getting picked up from these combines, getting good looks and making their way into the league. So I, I really like it. I like the, the the way they're scouting, the way they're looking at, they are still looking at college players and recruiting right out of college. So Yeah, I think it's good that, you know, they are 
kind of going through and scouting all the way through college. I mean, Corey, you were, you said you came up through kind of the college ranks as well. You've played, you know, some college rugby and everything else. Um, do you feel the same way you know, that, that LaRome does about, you know, the excitement going up from, from college to kind of the club level to, uh, to now the MLR level and even for you into the, the next echelon to, you know, the national level? Yeah, I, mean, I really do. I mean, I know I didn't really grow up from grassroots rugby. But I did come or start off at a university where like, you didn't really get that look. University of Arkansas wasn't really on the map uh, before I got there. And the, I guess the you class... You put them on the map, right? <laughs> yeah, you, but you put them on the map, right? Wasn't it you that put them on the map? <laughs> no, no, no. It was a group, a group, a group seven's effort that, that got us going for the Nationals. But um, I don't know. It's, it, it's from a really nice place. Not being, I guess, scouted for... 15s and then having to work to get to that position because sevens sevens comes pretty naturally. It's pretty easy. It's, you know, it's an athlete's game and 15s is all chess pieces. Um, I guess even cooler, we've, we have guys that I guess tried out for the combine, got a name drop, Domikina. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and blew, just blew it away. And now he's in the starting, in the starting 15 for the first match yeah. in Toronto. Yeah. Like if, if that doesn't show, it doesn't show pulling from the community and pulling from the club teams. I'm not sure what it does. I think we have like six guys that were true club players from the Huns and the Blacks that are now either in the starting 23 or they are in the collective 32 that are not on the floor each week, you know, week in, week out to, to get that play. I think that's amazing that we can have so talented rugby players in our own backyard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because it's like Lerome didn't, weren't you at last year's combine for us, uh, for Austin yeah. came down and, and kind of went through the combine or the, I don't know, like tryout, whatever you want to call it. Like, I think it's just putting everybody together. Um, but if I remember correctly, I thought that you did, maybe somebody told me yeah. wrong, but yes, I, I, was there. I was there with the, um, with a few guys. Um, I see, I saw a few guys from the Huns and blacks, uh, there at the combine last year too, as well. Um, yeah. I think you picked up, I was, one, I think it was like picked up another guy uh, for a little while, but it was like a whole communication problem with, you know, the, the, the language barrier problem we had last season. Yeah. Um, but no, it's really exciting coming from like a, like a small rugby college. It's a big university. I went to University of Louisville, but it's a small <laughs> rugby school that not too many people know know about. And just making that uh, commitment of, you know, taking chances of, you know, me going to South Africa, me doing College All-America, you know, just taking those opportunities and turning them to something great. Yeah. Let's, uh, let, let's real quick. We'll, we'll talk about that, uh, that South Africa shark Academy that you were there because you studied under somebody that you're probably going to play against this season. And right. that's Tendai, <laughs> the beast man. Um, how's that? What, let me get, let me get your thoughts on that one. How, how first, how excited were you to hear that he had signed with, um, with old glory. I mean, I guess not excited because he is still a, you know, he's a monster and a threat <laughs> on the field anywhere. But, um, you know, how, how exciting is it to f- potentially get the chance to, to, you know, go up against him in, in a match? No, I was really excited. Um, I was really excited. He kind of told me a little bit before the, Oh, you had the inside track. <laughs> yeah. I had the inside track. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. You had the inside track yet. You couldn't get him down to Austin. Come on, brother. I couldn't get him down. I, I tried. I tried. No, but, yeah. Um, yeah, he told me he was coming to play, and I was really shocked. I was like, "Really?" And he was just excited to come and play in the U.S. and uh, you know 
to choose this opportunity to play in the MLR. And yeah, from time to time, like during last season, anytime I need to help, I would message him. I'll send him tape and like, you know, message him to help me with my scrumming technique. So that was pretty awesome. That was a pretty cool thing. Um, in South Africa, during the Sharks, uh, during the Sharks Academy, we got together and we had a bri at his house. We went to his house. We hung out. He helped me with technique and just talked to me about things I need to do around the field to get me to that next step. Man, and that's awesome. Uh, I think that that's you know again, I get, give you a hard time for not b- being able to bring him here, but I understand. <laughs> but I think it's it is great, and it shows you know one his passion for helping grow the sport. Um, I think it will. I think bringing you know again, he just won the World Cup for Pete's sake, um, <laughs> and so bringing him here into the U.S. is going to be pretty pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. And so I think it'll be you know really nice um, to see the potential growth. Um, of the sport that he kind of brings the recognition for major league rugby to, um, you know, to the rest of the world. Granted, I think there's been a ton of signings in the past couple of weeks and past, past couple of months, you right. know, with Matananu and Adam Ashley Cooper, which has or has not been confirmed. I, I I'm pretty sure it's, I mean, I'm like 99% sure it actually is confirmed, but not official from the team website. So I guess we'll hold off on that one, but, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty confident it's happened since everybody else and their brother has reported it. What do you know, Corey? Did, did you play with, uh, anybody that you're trying to bring here to, to play or what? <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I've actually, um, I think I'm, I believe I've been on the same pitch as, as Adam. So I think the CGI do this brand is going to, is going to see him through from what Ozzy yeah. did. <laughs> no, I, I think we're all right. I think people are excited for it. And, you know, I think, you know, overall I I'm, I'm pretty excited for the team. I'm pretty excited for the style of play. Um, you know, Lerum, you were talking about your scrumming techniques a minute ago. And, and I think that really, you know, for those that came out to the, uh, the game against Colorado, I think like hands down, you guys dominated that scrum and, and literally like I'm, I've talked with other people who are knowledgeable in the rugby community and you know, uh, some people do respect my thoughts and opinions on rugby, which I appreciate. (laughs) Um, But you know, I said, you know, keep an eye out because really that's going to be a monster scrum and especially going up this weekend with that starting lineup. Um, if people don't think I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put together the pack weight, um, for, for tomorrow's, uh, or for, yeah, for tomorrow's, um, live broadcast pregame show, um, that pack weight is going to be ridiculous with, uh, with you and Juan and big Mike, the, uh, yeah. what did, uh, oh, what did Dom call him? The Fijian Godzilla. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that. I hope that sticks. Uh, I want that to stick, oh, but so. I mean, you know, the, the pack play is going to be great, but you know, Corey, tell us kind of how excited you are with the backline play. Like, cause there's a lot of, I mean, in comparison to last year, Corey, I know, I don't know how much you game film you got to watch for last year's team. The style of play was a little bit slower. Um, that was just the way that the team was, but I think this play, the, the, the play that we've been showing in the past couple of weeks has really been super fast, hit, hit the gain line, get over that gain line and, you know, try to get a bunch of offloads and break a couple tackles. Um, can you, you kind of give us a little more insight on what your thought process is and when you're going out there with this nice, fast back line of players? Yeah. Um, I can't give away too much. Or, well, yeah, of course we don't want to give away too. Like just, just more, how do you feel about, you know, the speed and the, the abilities of that back line? Now, Dustin, I'm going to cut you straight. Um, we have a pretty cheeky backline this season. <laughs> a pretty cheeky backline. They're, um, they're cheeky. 
Roland, obviously, World Cup player out because of neck injury. You know, he'll be back very soon. Zinny, Penny, and was it me out on the wing? Yep. Out yeah. on the wing, Sione. Sione, Sione, yeah, you got Sione, Penny, and then you know, back in the back, uh, you know, Rodrigo just sitting back there waiting to to break a few tackles for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Rodrigo being a, a World Cup player, I'm not sure yeah. anybody's gone and seen that match, you know, against Fiji that he put on. Oh, I mean, I, I, th- I thought he was player of the match that game. That was just my opinion. Like he played outstanding against Fiji. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm excited. We're the, the coaches are, are kind of letting us off the leash just just a little bit, not so much to I guess make us a little wilder unruly, but we are getting the chance to play a little more quicker, a little more I guess freer in the back line. The the big men, our forwards, are doing literally everything, all the hard work. So now we just get the chance to put a couple points on the board. Yeah. Good, good shout out to your forward pack as, as you, as you should. Um, <laughs> so let, let's, let's talk about, talk about this a little bit. Lerome, I want to, I'm kind of want to ask you, you know, which one of the, uh, which one of the backline players that's not Corey, who's your favorite backline player, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> which one, which one of the backline players are, is your favorite to kind of watch in action when they get the ball? I love them all, but anytime a chance, uh, Penny gets the ball and makes that line break at 13. Oh, just beautiful. It's beautiful. And cause there's always somebody <laughs> on this hip to make that offload and he always looks for the offload. So it's yeah. a beautiful thing to watch. It's, it's a bit of that rugby league background. I believe and he's getting that quick, uh, quick offload to uh, continue to make that game line. Right. I mean, that's something that people don't know is Penny's league background. Like once he starts getting oh, yeah. heel on somebody, Oh my God. Look, look out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like he's, yeah. As in the centers, I think last year, Penny played a lot at, um, at 14 and at 11, yeah. um, which I, I, you know, I don't know if it was the right position for him. I really do think Penny is true in the centers and I think he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm excited to see him get in there to centers and just really run over people um, because he is fast and super powerful. So, yes. well, well, we'll, we'll switch it up. Corey, uh, besides your, your favorite prop in the world, Lerome white um, in, in the pack, who's, who's your favorite one to watch right now? I think I already know the answer because you already gave him a shout out, but I, I may be proven wrong. <laughs> um, see that, that that's a tough one because there are a lot of a lot of guys that I definitely like. Chris Shade being one of them because we've been boys back in the day. Uh, since Rome sitting next to me, he's kind of cut. Um, Wait, who's sitting next to you? Rome. Oh yeah, yeah. Rome rugby. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah, of course you know um, worldwide. You know, Rome has done lights out work so far. But if I was to give it to one person right now, it would be Lino. Um, Lino from just a sevens background. I, I came into this not really knowing who Lino was and what he could bring to the team. And mm-hmm. anybody saw the clinic that he put on last Friday at Coda against the Blacks, Lino will be here to say, and he will be one of the players to look out for every week, yeah. week in, week out. Yeah. And, and I, I, I think you're right there. And I think, I, um, you know, they talked a lot about it, you know, about some of the uh, through different, you know, channels on podcasts and social media stuff. People were talking about, you know, the team. And I think Alex Reese actually said it to start off with. But I think we he and I had talking 
talked about it quite a few times, but that the back line or the back row is uh, is lightning fast, yeah. and they are going to be dangerous, and that's really exciting because Potu is a monster, and you know I think that having him and Dom uh, and Lino back there is just going to create a lot of havoc for you know, the opposing scrum and really the opposing team in general, um, because of, because of Lino's ability to really get out of the back of that scrum, take the ball offload quickly from that seven style. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we're definitely looking forward to it. We're definitely yeah. looking forward to, to, to tomorrow night, Sunday night and putting a, putting the hurt on Toronto. Yeah, that's right. Well, guys, uh, we'll we'll kind of wrap things up here a little bit because you know we're we're getting down to that time where it's almost you know it's almost game time. So you guys got captains running stuff coming up. Give us some you know what are some things you're excited for for this coming season, Larome and and Corey. We'll, we'll we'll ask you here in just a second too. Like, what's kind of the uh, what's the one thing you're really looking forward to this season? The one thing I'm really looking forward to is. Um kind of the changes that's happening here uh, with the new owners coming in, changing the way we practice, changing the, changing the way that uh, things are being ran, even like the bringing in new coaches to help us with our technique and helping us with practice. And, and I think our team's going to be, well, I know our team's going to be a lot better than last season and it's going to prove, it's going to show on our record throughout the season. Yeah. And Corey, what about you? What's, what's kind of your one thing? You know, it's again, we, we'll go back to it. You know, first ever MLR match. Um, what's the one thing that you're really excited for, for the season? Um, I'm excited just to get dug into it. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure how to put it besides that. While you're talking <laughs> about, I think about it, all the, the cool things that are happening from F45, from just in the, the rugby tournament that's coming. Um, but just being a new player and trying to stay humble and trying to stay focused in this, I think the, the most thing I'm excited for is just to get on with it. Um, yeah. long season, staying healthy and just enjoying the, the moment that I have while I have it. Yeah, that's I, uh, health is always important. So <laughs> we, we always like to make sure everybody does stay healthy. So, but well, guys, I think it's been, you know, great to have you on. Uh, always enjoy chatting with you. Give you guys a hard time too, um, which, which you guys know I love to do. Um, <laughs> so um, any last kind of words to the fans, um, you know, Rome, Rome rugby, worldwide Rome rugby. Um, what, what, do you, what do you got to say to the fans for, for getting out to the game? Let's make this a good turnout. First game of the season. We'll get this dub. We'll get this W for you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Corey Jones, the man, the myth, the legend, the seven star. We got worldwide Rome rugby. I do love the Rome white. I give him a hard time, even though he is from Louisville um, as, <laughs> as, as, as a UK grad. So I, I got to give him a hard time. So it's all right though. <laughs> some, some Kentucky love for him. So guys, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. We appreciate it. We'll be out there cheering you on Sunday night, seven o'clock bold stadium. Get, get, get hyped for the game boys. We look forward to seeing you out there. Let's go. We ready. Thank you. <laughs> Later guys. Bye. Way to close things out on the podcast this week. We want to let you know that there is going to be a supporters group tailgate party ahead of the game on Sunday. 
if you're looking for where we're going to be, we're going to be in lot D at the Bold Stadium, right next to the Circuit of Americas. Come out, enjoy some beer, enjoy some food, some games, meet other fans of Austin Kilgroney's rugby. And hey, we'll welcome the Austin Arrows supporters group there as well. We don't mind that. We always welcome our opposing fans because, hey, that's rugby, right? We all try to be there for one another and to support the growth of the game and the growth of the sport. And we'll continue to do that forever. (laughs) As always, it is a pleasure to talk to you guys. We look forward to the season. We look forward to all the excitement that's going to happen. Come out ahead of time visit with us. We're going to be out there. Mason Herring and I, we're going to be doing kind of a live pregame show. We'll have it live on Facebook watch as well. So that's kind of exciting for the supporters group page and then come cheer on the Austin Gilgronies. Be part of the excitement opening day 2020 for major league rugby season three, man, I'm excited for it. As always, if you're looking for any Rugby News, American Rugby News with Brian Ray is a great place. DJ Coil Rugby, also a great place for news and information. Other podcasts, we'll give more shout outs to those guys over there, Earful of Dirt, doing a great job. It's an exciting time. Get ready for Major League Rugby. Get ready for more rugby than probably you can handle because the Six Nations, Super Rugby, Club Rugby, Major League Rugby, man, if you're not inundated with rugby by the time this is all over, I don't know what this. (laughs) Well, appreciate the time. Always a pleasure. We'll see you out on Sunday, Bold Stadium, seven o'clock kickoff time. Yours truly will be the stadium announcer. So that's kind of exciting too. My name's Dustin. Thanks for joining us on the Austin Rugby Podcast. And we'll see you on the pitch.